Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. So much for tuning back into another episode here on Gems Podcast. With me in the hot seat is Sarah Falciani, and you know me, your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and the founder. So let me tell you a little bit about Sarah. She is definitely a wild card factor, and she does a lot, but she's a certified professional coach, performance dynamics specialist, podcast host, Army veteran soon-to-be published author, digital course creator, and thought leader who specializes in helping people-pleasers set boundaries and transform their relationships, careers, and lives. People-pleasing and a lack of boundaries led Sarah to extreme burnout in the military and then as an entrepreneur. It also led her to toxic patterns of dysfunctional friendships and relationships until she finally left it all behind in 2018 and dedicated her life to the study of boundaries, communication, human performance, and living the best life possible while helping others do the same. So without further ado, let's welcome the woman behind it all, Sarah Falciani, to GEMS Podcast. Thank you so much, Genesis, and thank you for having me on your podcast. I love, love, love being here with you today. My pleasure, Sarah, and I want to thank you so much for the work that you do on the forefront as well as behind the scenes. So before we dive into your go-to topics of people-pleasing and really setting boundaries, I want to get to connect with you on a personal level. And so does the audience. So here are two options. We can play a rapid fire 10 question game or break the ice up front. Which would you like? Break the ice up front. Okie dokie. Here we go. We're breaking the ice with Sarah. (laughs) So Sarah, share something crazy that you've done in your life or something fun and interesting about yourself. Oh, geez. Uh, there's so much, so many things that I can choose from. I'm definitely an impulsive. It seemed like a good idea at the time, kind of a person like that's going to be the name of my memoir. Um, a couple of years ago, I saved, shaved the side of my head and I actually have it tattooed. Um, so that was something random and crazy that I did. Uh, I also ride motorcycles. I got my motorcycle license and got my own bike. So I like to race motorcycles. So those are a couple of things about me. (laughs) Those are definitely fun and interesting and crazy. So Uh when you shave the side of your head, what tattoo did you get? I got, (laughs) I couldn't come up with something better. So my tattoo artist was, I just told him, I was like, give me my initials SRF in like this crazy graffiti style like pattern on the side of my head and he did a great job it's this huge tattoo that's right on the side of my head from like all the way at the hairline all the way back um and it's just my initials just going back on the side of my head oh wow okay so then what made you grow your hair back out to cover that artistic creativity up um my hair grows really fast and I was really tired of having to shave it every week like I, the upkeep on it, I'm just entirely too, too lazy to keep up with all that nonsense. 
So I was like, we're going to start growing it out. Um, in 2021, last year in February in Austin, Texas, there was like this huge snow and ice storm that has had us all locked inside for about seven to 10 days. And I just missed a appointment with my stylist to get it shaved. And I was like, well, I guess we're growing it out now. And I just never made another appointment, never did it again. So Oh, nice. So I definitely like hearing these fun and interesting and crazy things. Um, so let's jump into our segment on people pleasing and boundaries. So you mentioned that you were in the army via your bio. So thank you for your service. And then you hit that period of burnout and burnout is so real and people don't realize like that they're on the cusp of burnout because they're trying to do any and everything for everybody else that they neglect the one person that matters the most, which is them. Mm -hmm. So walk us through, um, Sarah, before you realize that, okay, you know what? I need to be all of Sarah, not just a piece of Sarah. Hmm. Well, when I was in the military struggling with burnout, I was also in an abusive relationship with a narcissist. So between being pulled in a million different directions in the military, and then also being drained by the narcissist that I was dating, I really didn't have a firm foundation. Like it really just gradually day by day, like sucked my identity away. Like I didn't know who I was. And when you're not grounded in your identity, you're not grounded in your values, you're not grounded in your standards. It's really impossible for you to effectively practice self-care because you're not even aware of what you need. So you can't give it to yourself. And so it was really hard at the time in 2016, I was actually hospitalized for a brief period of time because my suicidal ideations were so, um, you know, they were, they were just there constantly. It was really, I was getting to a breaking point. Um, earlier in the year I had had a breaking point and I was like put on bed rest for a week or so to just take a knee. And then later on in that year, I was finally hospitalized. And during that time, it was really hard to determine whether or not it was the military or my relationship or circumstances or whatever. It was all of it at once stemming from the fact that I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was and I didn't know what I wanted and I didn't know what I needed, but I knew that I I knew enough to know that I wasn't getting what I needed. And so it was just spinning my wheels and, and thrashing about. And I'm really thankful for, you know, my squad leader at the time. And one of my good friends, Carmen, who took me to the hospital and gave me a chance to be like, no, you need to, you need to stop. Like you need to stop or this is going to kill you kind of a thing. It was um, really a tough it was a tough period of my life, but it's like when you hit rock bottom and it's a trampoline that launches you back up. That's how I look at it. Wow. And thank you for sharing that. Cause that was very vulnerable right there, but it's that vulnerability and it's those tests that really produce our testament and testimonies or the hell of a mess that produces a great message. And when you were going through that whole period of time, Outside of Carmen and your squad leader, did you feel like you had a sense of community to talk to, to kind of explain what was going on so they could kind of help you piece it together so you could kind of figure out what the silver lining was or maybe do a root cause analysis? Okay, is it the guy? Is it the guy, the partner or the person I'm with? Is it the military that's just dumping on me or is it just a hell of a roller coaster ride that I don't know when this freaking thing is going to stop. Um, I would say that I had, I certainly was leaning heavily on my mental health 
counselors at the time, my psychiatrist, my psychologist. Um, I am forever thankful for my sergeant major at the time and the leadership who got me out of the unit I had been in that was extremely, extremely toxic with I didn't have like one of my best friends who's still my best friend to this day. She left and got transferred to another unit. And I really was, I felt very alone. Um, family was in another part of the country um, and I wasn't close with them at the time. Um, besides my mental health counselors, my squad leader, a couple of key leadership. I was very isolated because of my relationship. I had burned a lot of bridges in my relationships um, and my friendships. So it was a very, it was a very lonely time. It was a very, very just difficult time. It was just a difficult time. I really had to figure it out on my own. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And now that you're in the position that you're in now and you're helping other people recognize how to really pay attention to those people-pleasing tendencies mm-hmm. and divert from those so they can be more self-pleasing and practice that self-awareness, that self-care, that self-love, and that total self-actualization. What are some of the tips that you work on with some of the people that come into your world and you work with them? I mean, the number one thing is is figuring out your where your sense of self-worth is coming from first and foremost with people pleasers for the most part those of us who have been conditioned to people please um, have been conditioned to people please our whole lives and it come our, our sense of self-worth and our identity becomes how much we can give to other people how much we can self-sacrifice and so we become very susceptible to the like I don't want to say, I don't like to use the word victim, but we do become very susceptible to takers and narcissists and toxic people taking advantage of us. The takers of the world is what I call them. You know, there's a big umbrella of the takers of the world. (laughs) There's any, a lot of people can fall under that umbrella. Um, And we will, people pleasers will even end up in careers that are uh, like as caregivers or coaches or therapists, something that has them in a compulsive giving to other people. Um, role so that their sense of self-worth and their sense of identity is kind of soothed a little bit because when you don't know who you are you really start to scramble you're looking outside of yourself constantly for things to give you identity so the first and first and foremost in the boundaries course that I'm actually teaching right now in my book that I'm writing and in the work I do with private clients when I have them is working on identity first we'll do a wheel of life exercise we'll rate your satisfaction level in the different areas of your life and most of the time they're they they don't know who they are separate from caring for that elderly parent giving in their job as a therapist giving to their kids giving to their relationship you know going along with the crowd and their friendship so we we do values exercises we do um standards exercises that's really it all starts with identifying who you are once you start identifying who you are and you start working through limiting beliefs, identifying your belief system, building self-awareness around your energy levels, around your own needs, around your own limitations, it becomes infinitely easier to start setting boundaries and communicating those needs to the outside world. But it all starts with self. Absolutely. And I always like to ask some of my clients, who are you? And they're like, what? And I'll ask it like repeatedly, like, who are you? Who are you? Until they start to tell me who who they are. And I was like, okay, what are your strengths? Mm -hmm. What makes you what makes you happy? What makes you tick? 
what makes you upset because then it's connecting back to who they are because i said if you keep seeking validation in other people you're never going to be fulfilled and complete because you're waiting for someone to validate you and appease you when that person isn't isn't even meant to be with you on a lifelong journey so mm -hmm. why do you have those people on a pedal stool versus putting yourself on a pedal stool and seeing yourself as worthy seeing yourself as a masterpiece, seeing yourself as unique, seeing yourself as beautiful and et cetera. Have preach, that many preach. <laughs> it, because I, I've been there. Like I've been mm -hmm. in a relationship in the past before I got with my husband with a narcissist. And I was like, people don't realize how relationships and how finding your identity in a man, finding your identity in a work begins to break you down and you're not going to wake up until something breaks you down. And do you either want to be broken down or in the ground? Which one? Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I, I love the wheel that you mentioned, the, cir the circle wheel. So like what all components are on that wheel? And is it something that you develop yourself or something that you use in addition to the experiences you walk through? Wheel, the wheel of life exercise is something that I was taught in my coach training program through IPEC, which is who, who certified me as a coach. Um, it's got, got all different like components of life. It's got your social life. It has your fit, like physical health. It has your mental health. It has emotional well-being. It has a spiritual well-being. It has family. It has hobbies. It has career. All of the different components that one can imagine makes like make up your life it breaks them down into categories and you rate them on a scale of one to ten satisfaction wise and then um so at the beginning of a coaching relationship because that's what I was traditionally taught is to do like private coaching relationships for periods of 12 weeks or 16 weeks or whatever as we all were going through these training programs you start with the wheel of life you identify and rate the different area of your life on a scale of one to ten and then you pick like one or two key areas you want to work on through the coaching relationship and then it's kind of something you check in maybe at the midpoint and then at the end of the coaching relationship you do it again and see where you've improved what has changed it's just a really great simple tool I give it as homework for my clients all the time um, I'll give it to friends I mean it's not a secret you can google the wheel of life exercise it's not a secret at all um, and it's a really great way um, I tell people when they're like oh I'm not happy but I don't know why boom Wheel of life exercise, baby. This is the way to narrow it down. You can just break and categorize your life and figure out how you feel about different stuff. It's amazing how many people will think they're not happy with their job, but really their physical fitness is the area, like their physical health is where they're what they're really unhappy with. And if they just prioritize that a little bit more, it would make their job easier and more enjoyable, that kind of a thing. So it's a great tool. I love it because it sounds like all of the components begin to play into one another. Mm -hmm. So you could really have that full alignment, mind, body, and spirit. But then mm -hmm. you also take that alignment into mental health, emotional health, physical health, and spiritual health. And one of the other tools that I encourage people to do is, I'm not sure if you've read this book, but it's called Boundaries. Oh, hold on, my green screen is not cooperating. <laughs> yeah, my green screen is taking it, but maybe I'll tilt it. So anywho, it's called Boundaries and it's by Dr. Henry Cloud. Love and 
it really goes through a lot of things. It's with Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And it was a book that we actually were given to read in a church setting, <laughs> regardless. And I was like, boundaries why do I need to read that my boundaries are a one because I tell people welcome to the block party if you do something that is you know not on my level and I'm not going to feed into that negativity I will block you in a heartbeat and and they'll ask or somehow they'll ask through the grapevine I'm like oh girl they were on the block party you didn't see their name on the block party and they're like what I say meaning I am not going to exude my energy to negativity and foolishness. You could just be in the block party until you could get right and get back on this train, but I'm not going to go allow you to suck me like a leech or a mosquito. Mm -hmm. And then I'm over here looking broke down, busted and disgusted. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But it, it has to take life circumstances for you to come to that realization because sometimes we don't get there until people have take and take and take and take and then we have resentment we have anger we're walking around like you know a ticking time bomb and I'm like that's no way to live life you know yep exactly and that's that's precisely how it felt for me in 2016, when I was in the military and it was all the shit was hitting the fan, it was like, and everyone who knew me, who worked with me, that is what for years people would be like, your, your, your fuse is so short. Like you are a ticking time bomb. You're getting ready to snap at any moment. And who knows what harm you're going to do to yourself or other people when it comes to that point. And it's just, the, the thing that doesn't make sense is, or didn't make sense to me at the time. Now I have knowledge and understanding of what happens when you're going through abusive situations or whatever, what have you abused people become abusive people who are victims of toxicity become toxic themselves. And so, because I was getting it from the military, I was getting it from not so healthy friendships. I was getting it from an abusive romantic relationship. That was very significant to me. I was getting it on all fronts. And it was just wearing me down to the point where I was then turning around and treating everybody else like shit. And I was pushing people away. Anybody who was good to me at the time, I was walking all over them. I was being, I was not respecting or recognizing other people's boundaries. Didn't even know the word boundaries at all. People who knew me during that time, like from 2012, 13, all the way through until, you know, about 2018, there was a very, the bulk of my twenties, I was a very unhealthy, very toxic, very abrasive and difficult person to work with and be around. Thank God for the people who like loved me unconditionally, who are still my friends, but there are not a lot of people who were like friends before, during, and after most people like took a beat and had to separate themselves for their own mental health, for their own boundaries. You know, there's only so many times you can tell someone you need to get a grip. You need to leave that relationship. You need to do this, that, and the other. You can't treat people like that. And I wasn't hearing it from anybody. I wasn't hearing it from anybody. And it is, um, it's really difficult when you're that person who like thinks they're the queen of the world. Like I thought I was the baddest bitch on the block, right? I'm not being abused. This is fine. It's what everybody can just F off. Like, I don't need that kind of negative, but it wasn't, I was actually toxic and I was actually being abused and I did actually need help. And even if we think that we don't need boundaries because we've got attitude or we've got this, or we can tell someone to F off at a moment's notice, 
where is that actually coming from? Like what energy is actually behind those boundaries? Is it coming from a place of love for yourself or is it coming from a place of fear and needing to protect yourself from the truth that other people are trying to tell you? It's just, there's more to boundaries than just, you know, blocking and deleting and telling people to F off, which is what, you know, that's why I've devoted my life to this work because it took me 13 years of therapy to have an understanding of boundaries and then my own education that I've been doing since then and researching and a master's degree in psychology and everything um, to get to this point. And I would like to take that like 15, 16 years and collapse that into one six module course, which is what I've done. <laughs> Absolutely. And with, with boundaries, it comes a lot of reflection mm-hmm. instead of deflection, because sometimes whenever you're first starting out, you try to think that everyone is attacking you whenever they're trying to give you um, advice or give you the constructive criticism to get you to take off the veil or remove the blinders. Mm -hmm. But then you, you have your wall built up so much that you're just spitting out anger and rhetoric. And then that person says, okay, I've tried to get get through to him or her so many times. Like I'm done. I'm just going to wash my hands Mm -hmm. with this situation but it, it has to happen to us where we feel so hurt and we feel so broken that we begin to go through the shattering process. And out of that shattering process, then we have to go through the refining process where we're building ourselves back up and we're building ourselves back up, um, unconditionally where we start to see ourselves where the glass is actually clear and the water is clear. It's not murky. It's not blurred, but we could actually really see through it and really be conscientious of what we're doing and who we're allowing within our space. Because sometimes people who are going through people-pleasing are really impacts too. They take on other people's situation and they think that it's theirs, whether it's their emotions, their attitudes, so many things. And then they wonder why they're all, you know, jacked up. And Mm -hmm. it's okay to say, I'm not okay without people feeling like there should be a negative stigma around mental health. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like whenever people pleasers are going through that, they don't want to always speak out, but they try to do things in subtle ways to get people's attention without necessarily alluding to what's going on because they don't want to seem weak. They don't want to seem like they're a mess or a train wreck. Like there's this one uh, movie by Amy Schumer train wreck and it's it's hilarious but it's so true because she was just going through the emotions but it wasn't until she realized that she was messed up that she went to seek help even mm-hmm. though everyone was telling her that she had a problem right so um what other tips and tools do you use um sarah to help other people get over the people pleasing aspect and really set those hardcore boundaries and keep the boundaries because there's a difference between setting the boundaries and And actually yes yes god I go into all of it in my course but one of the number on like in addition to starting to work on self obviously um, and building awareness around that I have all of my clients begin every morning they wake up to spend at least five to ten minutes with themselves being very honest about where their energy is at like our energy is like a battery pack, right? Where are you? Are you, are you empty? Are you full? Or are you somewhere in between? And if you're somewhere in between leaning towards empty, 
you have a limit, limited amount of energy to give to other people. So what on your daily to-do list can you start to delegate? Can you reschedule to another day? Where can you fit in some very intentional self-care to maybe bring that battery? It doesn't have to be all the way full, but maybe up past halfway if you're at a quarter. So I use the battery, battery tool, the battery analogy, and then that morning five to 10 minute self-reflection and honest assessment of where your energy is at to start building that awareness and that honesty with yourself that look, if I'm at, if I'm halfway full or below, I really have nothing to give to other people. Hell, even if I'm full, but people can't think, people can't think about if I'm like, if your energy is not full, you don't have overflow, which means you don't have anything to give other people, but people who are just at the beginning of their journeys, they can't, it's too much for them. It's taking them from zero to 60 in 0.2 seconds. It doesn't, it's too much. So we just work on like getting you to halfway. Then we'll work on getting your battery to three quarters of the way before you give to other people. Then I start introducing the concept of energetic overflow and how giving doesn't have to necessarily deplete your battery. Giving can be a two-way street. Giving can be mutually beneficial. All of the, I'm a big analogies person. I'm a big exercise person. I'm a big journaling person. I'm a big meditation person. Um, and it all stems from exercises that involve working on self-identity, self-care, and starting to just build that relationship with yourself. Because at the end of the day, who's going to be there for us? Us. We are the ultimate relationship in our, in our life. We are the person. I'm the person who's going to be with me every step of the way from now until the day that I die. And then beyond, if you believe in, you know, souls being forever. Um, so the relationship that's number one to me is the one I have with myself. But it takes time to get there. So it's all about the baby steps. Baby steps every day. Absolutely. Progress over perfection. And then I'll enter three other analogies before we jump into the call to action. One is trim the fat. And I'm a big foodie, so I don't want a fatty brisket. I want a good tasting brisket. So I'm going to need you to trim the fat. The other analogy I'll use is filling up your car with gas. For those of you who still have gas cars, or I could even introduce EVs, charging your car. If you don't fill up your car without, with gasoline, your car is not going to get you to the next destination. If you don't charge your EV, you're not going to be able to reach your final destination. And the third analogy, we've all been on airplane. At least I hope we have. Remember in the safety speech, they always tell you to put on your mask yes, first, first before yeah. you help somebody else. So if you don't remember Sarah's analogy, think about, I need you to trim the fat, I need to gas up my car, and I need to put on my mask first so I can breathe and live so I can help somebody else. I love that. <laughs> so let's jump into the call to action um, segment. So Sarah, what is your call to action once our audience hears your spin on people pleasing and setting up those boundaries? What do you want them to do outside of getting plugged in with your six weeks course that you took those 16 years of hell and trials and tribulations and you're like, bam, smack that. There you, go. <laughs> you can really, um, the number one social media channel that I'm on is Instagram. I do my best to respond to messages on there. I'm very active on my Instagram, connecting with my audience through there. So you can connect with me on Instagram at Sarah.Falciani. You can also find my courses, 
download a free workbook. I have a free workbook that I've put together. It's a downloadable PDF that you can find through my website. It's journaling prompts and affirmations for people pleasers. I have everyone start there. You can download it off my website at sarahfalciani.com. So I would start with my Instagram and my website. And then for those of you, let me spell Falciani for you. So it's F as in Frank, A as in Apple, L as in Lima, C as in Charlie, I as in Isaac, A as in Apple, and as in Nancy, I as in Isaac. So that's Falciani. And her name is Sarah with the H, y'all, not without it. So all of her contact information will be in the show notes, that website and her Instagram. So you could definitely plug in, tap in with her, go learn more about people pleasing, setting up boundaries for you, and then enforcing them. And just like other people set up boundaries for us, why can't we do it for the same for them? It's a two-way street, y'all. And I want to challenge you to subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. For those of you that are into videos, you can see all the video components over on YouTube by typing at gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a consistent basis. Because of you, we're now ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. And we did it together because why? This is a community where we educate, inspire, and motivate. And we're all about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging to create those effective synergies and make this world a better place than we found it. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings signing out Genesis Amaris Kemp and Sarah Falciani. Go get your people pleasing stuff together because you need to be a self-pleaser versus a people pleaser. You got it. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.